Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, it's already yours. And our text is from Deuteronomy, the second chapter, the 26th through the 34th verses. This is in the words of Moses. Moses is speaking now. He's actually preaching a sermon. From the desert of Kedemoth, I sent messengers to Sihon, king of Heshbon, offering peace and saying, Let us pass through your country. We will stay on the main road. We will not turn aside to the right or to the left. Sell us food to eat and water to drink for their price in silver. Only let us pass through on foot as the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, and the Moabites, who live in Ar, did, until we cross the Jordan into the land the Lord our God is giving us. But Sihon, king of Heshbon, refused to let us pass through, for the Lord your God had made his spirit stubborn and his heart obstinate in order to give him into your hands, as he has now done. The Lord said to me, See, I have begun to deliver Sihon and his country over to you. Now, begin to conquer and possess his land. When Sihon and all his army came out to meet us in battle at Jahaz, the Lord our God delivered him over to us, and we struck him down together with his sons and his whole army. At that time, we took all his towns and completely destroyed them. The Israelites are about to enter the promised land. They've been traveling for 40 years. Their prophet Moses is growing feeble. His days are numbered. The people themselves are weary. Many of them have lost the passion they had when this journey began. There's a new generation among them that doesn't even know what they've been through or what to expect in the promised land. There's a lot of danger and uncertainty ahead. Moses knows that nothing should be taken for granted. His people will need God now more than ever before. There will be new challenges and new demands that will call for better leadership and and more commitment from everybody. In order to prepare the people for this last leg of the journey, Moses offers a series of sermons, a retelling of the Israelites' story. Moses loves his people, and he loves the Lord, so he wants to remind the people about God's law, about God's power and mercy. He wants to remind the Israelites who God is. So Moses takes them back. He recounts the presenting of the Ten Commandments, the miracle at the Red Sea. And through this rather exhaustive review, the Israelites are reminded of God's holiness, his faithfulness, and his blessings. It's always good to go back and remember what God has brought you through. It gives you strength and encouragement to keep on going. Moses wants his people to remember that God's actions are are part of a covenant he made with Israel the latest iteration of an agreement that began with Abraham and continued through generations. I am the Lord your God. By you and all your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. But Moses admonishes the folks to remember there is a condition to the promise. God's promises are always conditional. He requires from us love, trust, and obedience. 
You see, God initiated this covenant with the Israelites, and the people agreed. In Exodus, the 24th chapter, the third verse, all the words the Lord has spoken we will do. But therein lies the rub. Before the Israelites packed up their cars and got the gas, before they stopped by and got coffee, they began to go back on their word. Now, despite their disobedience and their sinfulness, God stayed with them. They may have lost sight of God, but God never left them. So Moses continues to preach, and the people are sitting there, and they're nodding, and there's some people saying amen and and say so from the crowd. Moses is on fire. It's like one of those old-time sermons down south when when people are just caught up in the pastor's words, and, and, and it's a wonderful time. Moses says, The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over this journey. Uh, God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. The young folks listen closely. This is the first time they've heard such detailed history of their people's bondage and flight for freedom. They have many questions. They, they had wondered why this journey to Canaan had taken so long. According to Moses, God had promised their victory even before they set out. Some people said the journey shouldn't have taken more than 11 days. What was the holdup? As we begin this new year, I just want to tell you about re-examining your covenant, your promise with God. Everybody has a covenant with God, even if you don't think of it that way. Whether it's formal or informal, you have certain expectations from God, and God has certain expectations from you. That's what this story is about. As we look at the new year, Moses' preaching in Deuteronomy is a good lesson because Moses explains the principle of growth, of spiritual growth. In reviewing the Israelites' history, Moses focuses on the time they spent in the wilderness. As the young people thought, this journey was a circuitous route. It could have been accomplished in less time. Why did they end up in the wilderness for so long? Well, we all have those wilderness experiences. Despite God's promises of blessings, our understanding of purpose we sometimes get stuck. We love the Lord. We pray, we wait, and still nothing happens. Why would God leave us in the wilderness? Moses reminds us that most wilderness experiences are brought on not by God, but by us. This faith journey is not just about our trust in God. It's also about God's trust in us. So I'm going to give you just a few principles I want you to think about and think about Heshbon and think about Sihon and think about Moses going through this particular part of the wilderness. Here's one question. Principle number one, can God trust you? Now, this is not a question that God has to figure out. God knows the answer. It's a question that we need to ponder. And that's what Moses is reviewing in the book of Deuteronomy. He tells the people, God has been faithful to you, but you need to think about how faithful you've been to God. The Israelites were impatient with God from the very beginning. If you go back to the book of Exodus, you can see there are nine chapters that include God's instructions to Moses on how his people are to worship him. The whole journey of the Israelites, and when you think about it, our entire journey is to glorify God, to put God first. God gives Moses the Ten Commandments, but before Moses can get those stone tablets down the mountain, the Israelites are messing up. They promise to obey, and before God could even lay out the rules, they're coming up with another plan. 
That's when they built that golden calf. They collected all their jewelry, shaped it into this idol. They couldn't even wait till Moses came down from the mountain. They decided to create their own God, and God almost destroyed them. You must not be impatient. You must really learn to wait. And that is principle two. Principle one is you have to make yourself trustworthy to God. Principle two, learn to wait. So much of our trouble in life is a result of our restless and sometimes reckless impatience. We can't wait for our turn in line. We can't wait for the fruit to ripen. We can't wait for our prayers to be answered. We forget that God is outside of time. God has a purpose in everything God does. He may be teaching us or strengthening us or preparing us while we wait. We have to learn patience. And when you can wait patiently, God knows God can trust you. But there's another principle I want to tell you about today, the principle of the spiritual initiative. And this is really the point of this whole message. As we work on our patience, as we work on our trustworthiness to God, we need to learn when to wait and when to move ahead. Let's go back to today's text where Moses talks about the battle against King Sihon. This was one of Moses' favorite stories because it taught him a great lesson about spiritual initiative. Sihon, you see, was the Amorite ruler of Heshbon, one of the areas that God instructed the Israelites to pass through. Moses sent the king a peace offering and a message. Let us pass through your country. We will stay on the main road. We won't turn to the left or the right. The Israelites had successfully passed through other lands. There were no problems, but Sihon decides he's not going to let them through. The Amorites had long been rebellious against God. So here's Moses wondering, what's going on? God promised this land would be delivered. This is not going quite like I expected. Should I wait? Should I worry? What should I do? But that's when God says, verse 31, I have begun to deliver Sihon and his country over to you. Now you begin to conquer and possess this land. Moses was going to have to struggle and fight Sihon, but God had already promised him victory. He had to step out, confront his fears, his uncertainty, his doubts. That can be the hardest thing to do, that stepping out. But once he makes that move, he realizes he's not fighting by himself. Today, we know that God keeps his promises because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we know we're never in a battle alone because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we still hesitate about stepping out on faith. I just wanted you to know today that you are not alone. And just as in Moses' case, the victory is already won. Our part of this covenant that I've been talking about is believing that. And once you believe, you can act on your belief. From the very beginning, God told the Israelites, I'm freeing you from slavery but you have got to leave your present circumstances. I'm saving you from Pharaoh's army, but you have got to step off the shore. I'll even get you through the flooded Jordan, but you have to move across. The spiritual initiative is up to us, and that first step is our biggest challenge. But once you make that step and remember God, you'll be fine. I have begun to deliver Sihon and his country over to you, Now you begin to conquer 
and possess his land. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love